0: Right, everybody, welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. I am your host, as usual, Patrick Lounsbury. I also have my co-host here with me, Lucas Gaynor. After two games on Friday and then Sunday, I believe it was, and then we are just going to talk about the Bulls matchup tomorrow as well. How are you doing today, Lucas?
1: Yeah, I could be doing a little better, you know. Life got me down a little bit, but, you know, life goes on, you know what I mean? So i got to take it one day at a time. Uh, you know, we're just here to talk some Celtics basketball, man. So, uh, yeah, a couple, couple pretty interesting games, Pat. I know the, uh, pitchers one looked like it could have been a blowout, but, uh, the Pacers ended up scoring with the Celtics actually pretty well. Most notably Tyrese Halliburton, who thanks, you know, luckily, thankfully fouled out with about eight minutes left in the game, which allowed the Celtics to kind of, you know, put the finishing touches on what, what was a game that definitely should have been a win.
0: Yeah, and that Pacers game was really fun. Um, One of the reasons we weren't able to get you guys this episode sooner was, you know, we we went out and um, collabed with one of some of our friends or co-hosts over at Ethos Bulls. If you haven't listened to the show, it's um, on Spotify already and Apple Podcast. We did a little cross episode in case you know the Celtics and Bulls were to match up. Make sure you guys go ahead and go and tune to that. It was really fun, you know, hanging out with those guys, me and Lucas first time we both kind of hopped on a podcast with some other coworkers of ours. So had a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, definitely got to go check that out. Those bulls guys are awesome. Uh, Shout out to Trey and Keith. Um, And I think Celtics fans will love to hear Trey singing the Celtics praises. Um, uh, You know, he's a bulls fan, you know, he covers the bulls, but he's obviously an NBA fan too. And he said for the last few years, he's been a huge Boston Celtics guy. So I'm sure everyone will appreciate that. Um, we you know previewed the most likely playoff matchup for the Celtics, which I think, and the Bulls guys agreed. You know it's a favorable matchup, but I'm not going to give away too much. You guys should just go check out that episode.
0: Yeah, man, but that that game against the the Pacers was was fun to watch. You know, I thought the Celtics defensively in the first half were a little bit on the sloppier side. Tyrese Halliburton was just insane. He went 11 of 12 from the field in the first half. Thankfully, he fouled out, although it doesn't seem like it changed much for the Pacers. That team just loves to play hard. Like They continuously fight throughout the game. They never go away. You stretch the lead to like 70 points. You're thinking, all right, cool, maybe we can go on a little another run here, six or seven, put this game away. But the Pacers just hit tough shots throughout the game. A lot of deep threes that I noticed that they were able to hit and also just attacking the paint. Really never let the Celtics pull away, ultimately make it a a pretty close finish. Uh, Celtics were able to pull that one out when the defense kind of stepped up better down the stretch, and the the team learned how to finish games. You know, that's something that we haven't been the greatest at, but it was nice seeing the Celtics pull out a very close victory.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The defense definitely sloppier. Um, You know, I know the last time we played the Pacers and they beat us, actually, Um, it was a lot of the same things. You know, the guards kind of doing what they wanted to. You know, no Malcolm Brogdon tonight, um, so he wasn't really there to, you know, add fuel to the fire. But uh, I agree, it was, you know, good to see the Celtics just close the game out. Like I said, it felt like it was a game they should have won, and they did win. Uh, another 30-point performance from both of the Jays in a victory. Once again, cannot stress how not normal this is. These guys are really on another level right now.
0: Yeah, no, the this Celtics team is, is really rolling, and it's a big – contributor to that, it's the two J's, man. They're the engine that keeps this team rolling. Um, Also, just so you guys know, the Celtics did end up clinching the playoff spot as well after that win. Jason Tatum also is leading the league in plus-minus. But we also talked – I want to talk about Deuce. Uh, Well, in this game, Tatum went in and drove in and had a nice dunk on the defense. And you see little little baby Deuce over uh, in the stands – tapping his head, going, you know, on his head, on his head for his dad. I thought that was hilarious. The overall funny scene. Probably my favorite moment of the night was just seeing Deuce get super excited for his dad dunking on the Pacers. And, oh, man, dude. I, I just that love that.
1: Man. That was hilarious, dude. Deuce is arguably, like, the uh, the best part about the entire Celtics organization, even including his father. So, uh you know, I got to give Deuces props. You know, from going to smack Marcus on the butt to doing the head tap thing. I mean, he's on another level right now. And and the pregame Eurosteps, Pat. I don't know if you saw that either.
0: Oh yeah, the pregame Euro steps on Tatum's <laughs> Snapchat. I think it was man. <laughs> he just he goes through Tatum's whole workout with him like pregame. And then there was also – he was in the gym with Tatum after the win as well with the rest of the Celtics, and they were all weightlifting. You just see little Deuce in the corner just also, like, doing some push-ups and stuff. I thought that was hilarious. So he's very involved.
1: Yeah, Deuce is Deuce is awesome, big part of this team. But uh, as far as the game goes, man, like you said, I mean, Halliburton was 10 of 11 from the field and 6 of 6 from 3. I mean, you pretty much can't play better than that. You know, he was uh, really good. Three steals as well. He was very active on the defensive end. So, Halliburton is a guy who I'm always going to sing his praises. One of my favorite players in the league. Still cannot believe the Kings made that trade. I just – we were talking about a pre-show. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Yeah, Obviously, man. No. The bonus is good, but I don't get it.
0: It's – yeah, it's, it was a crazy trade. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Jalen Brown, though, like we said, 32 points. Jason Tatum, 31. Um, it was – that was the eighth. Time this season the Jays each scored at least 30 points um and they're just playing really well together you know they're they're on the same page but also wanted to shout out Al Horford who I thought was really good in this game as well um Al Horford had a nice 17 and 10 for the Celtics who you know we've won our last 24 of 28 games you know before we we losing to Toronto on Monday night without four of their starters um you know, we lost to Miami also on Wednesday. That was the first time we lost back-to-back games in, in two months. So this team had a little, like, little skip, you know, a little ding. You know, we're, we're human. We're not ultimate team anymore for a second. But then we're going right back into winning, you know. So just got to credit to them for, for Emei being so tough on the team. I also wanted to shout out um, Brissett and Smith on the Pacers. They both scored 17 apiece. I thought they were really fun to watch and, and a big – contribution to the Pacers why they were able to stick around
1: He took the words out of my mouth Pat I was going to shout out Jalen Smith man I mean they pretty much got him for almost nothing from the Suns and he's been awesome for them I think that's actually going to be a guy him and Isaiah Jackson I actually really like as like a front court tandem going forward for like a rebuilding team like Jalen Smith is a guy who can finish through contact inside he can protect the paint and he actually stepped out and you know he's one of four but he has the ability to shoot threes and Honestly, he was kind of buried on the bench in uh, Phoenix. Listen, I get Phoenix is uh, a 65-win team. They don't really have time for development, guys. But I think that was a great move from the Pacers to get him in the building. He took the words right out of my mouth. So shout-out to Jalen Smith, man. Uh, he, was, he was really good. Once again, actually, he was really good last game, too. And uh, O'Shea Brissett, again, he didn't shoot as well. You know, thank goodness, as he did that first game against us. But uh, he was still good. That's another guy who uh, I know he, he had a long – Long journey to the NBA, so it's always see, uh, good to see guys like that succeed. But, uh, you know, towards the end of the game, I mean, oh, actually, what I want to say is, Pat, you said we lost two games in a row, right? Mm-hmm. I'd love to see how they rebounded against the Pacers and against the Wizards. Uh, this team's showing us, once again, this is who they are because, you know, no one's expecting them to finish the year on the on a 40 or like a 35 and 9 or whatever record they had. It would be what were they? 22 and four, 23 and four at one point, Pat.
0: They, they've won 24 of their last 28 games, so what
1: was that? Wow, so they are 24 and.
0: 24 four, and team. four, yeah.
1: Well, listen, no one was expecting them to go without losses right until the end of the year, so uh, I think it just shows that this team has grown. You know, losing two games didn't mess up everything. It didn't, you know, it didn't put a wrench in the gear. Like they were just right back to it you know, handled a tough game against the Pacers at home and then handled a not-so-tough game against the Wizards at home uh, on that Sunday afternoon, Pat. That game was ridiculous. I mean, well, we can still talk about the Pacers game, but that Wizards game was just it was just ridiculous all around.
0: Yeah, the Wizards game was crazy. Um, last notes I had really on the Pacers games that, you know, we lost Robert Williams, who didn't play – um, to admit, this is terror, That was kind of the first time we've really seen this team uh, outside Miami game. You know, again, trying to utilize the Grant Williams and Daniel Tyson a little bit more. Um, and then we also had Jalen Brown peered wobbly after getting hit in the face by Grant Williams. But he did end up returning. Um, and then Williams was, was okay after stepping on someone's foot on the sideline. Um, and then you had Marcus Smart limped off to the locker room yeah, at the no. end of the first half after a collision with Daniel Tice, but then returned for the four, um, third quarter. So just a lot of little scares, man. Like the once one guy goes down, then like you're, you're even paying attention even more. So now every guy who kind of gets a little nicked up, you're you're getting a little bit more scared for it, So,
1: 100%. Yeah, the Smart one had me, and I, I panicked for a second there. When he was going back to the locker room, I was like, oh gosh, if we Smart, I'll just be broken. Uh, But thankfully, you know, just a little mix, like you said, a little ticky-tack, you know, injuries. The guys are hurt, not injured, so it's good to see them fighting through that. Also, got to shout out Al Horford for the game he had against the Pacers.
0: Yep, 17-10, and man. Al Horford was great. uh,
1: uh, And six assists, I believe he had still. And he only missed, what, one shot? Yeah. That's crazy, man. What Terrific game. Horford is really playing well. So got to shout him out for that wonderful performance in that game. Um, and then also Jalen. I mean, Jalen has been on a tear offensively as of late. You know, it felt like uh, at the beginning of the Wizards game, too, it felt like he was struggling with turnovers, but then he absolutely turned, like, was just phenomenal scoring the ball, cut out those turnovers, and finished with another phenomenal game. But he had seven assists in the uh, in the Pacer game, and I know assists come down to, you know, made or missed shots, but Jalen has really taken a step as a guy who's finding the open guy. And I know a lot of people may focus on some of the end-of-the-game plays, right? Where, you know, Pat, I know you know it as well as I do. Jalen kind of gets in this mode where you know he's going to go take the layup no matter what. You know he's going to take the shot no matter what. I think those stick out to people maybe because there's a couple moments like that at the end of the game. But overall, he has really grown as a playmaker. And, and honestly, it's not something I necessarily wanted. Like, I, I kind of wanted Jalen to be a guy who can attack off the catch and stuff, but you can still play make and attack off the catch. Those things are not mutually exclusive. So, uh, you know, seeing the, the way he's been able to pass the ball, averaging, you know, like four and a half assists over his last 15 odd games, something like that maybe 4.3 assists. Like, it's really impressive. And he's up to about three and a half on the year. So absolutely love to see that from Jalen, because I know he got a lot of flack for people for not being able to dribble his head up and play make.
0: Yeah, Jalen Brown, 29.3 points per game, 5.6 rebounds, 3.3 assists on 58% from the field, 54% from deep, and shooting 80% from the free throw line over his last eight games. He's putting up remarkable numbers. Him and Jason Tatum both are, are 0.7 points per game away from averaging 30 points a game in the last eight games, and that includes his uh, Wizards game. So uh, just incredible stretch from both of these guys. And also, Jason and Jalen Brown have scored 20-plus in nine straight games. They're averaging a combined 57.8 points in that span, and the Celtics are 8-1. So when they're rolling, the team's rolling, and they've been a big part of the reason why this team has had a lot of success. Um, I also think that you know, going into this Wizard matchup, I just wanted to point out Celtics killer, known Celtics killer, Ish Smith, is a career 7.6 points per game scorer in his career, and against the Celtics, he's ten points per game. So he goes up a tick, you know. <laughs> so to see Ish Smith come out there. We already knew that he was gonna get his buckets. Um I thought the Celtics did a good job opening this game on a 13 2 run.
1: But can I just say, Pat, I texted you just so before, you know, just on Ish Smith. I texted you during the game. I said, yo, imagine trying to guard Ish Smith. Like you know, Oh man. Ish Smith yeah. is not the most obviously not the flashiest name. He's not even a top 100 150 guy really in the league maybe 150 but dude having to guard him would be impossible the guy is so fast so shifty it felt like he crossed over like six different people there in this game but uh sorry i just wanted to get that in there before you
0: know no you're good um yeah ismith is is a dog man People need to put respect on guys' names. It's uh, because you're maybe like the 10th man on the bench on most teams. Like, that that guy is a top like, 200, 300 player in the whole entire world. Like, at dude, he's basketball.
1: walking into L.A. fitness and making the best player in that gym look like a piece of shit – or a piece of crap, excuse me. <laughs> okay, Patrick, 135-45 you want to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
0: man, Boston was great to start out this game on a 13-2 to run for the Celtics. Had them out in front early – um, some highlight passes early on included Marcus Smart alley-oop to Jalen Brown for a layup and a slick pass by Jason Tatum to Al Horford for a dunk. Just some overall ball movement was great, insane. They just played really well, man. Uh, Celtics have been rolling. Uh, they ended up finishing with a season-high 40 team assists in this game. So I was just happy to see how well the team is playing together as a whole.
1: Oh, yeah, this game was ridiculous. So this game, to me, though, the absolute story of this game, I would say, was the passing, you know, led to 46, but was also the shooting specifically of some guys off the bench, right? I think we should touch on this, Pat. I know uh, there was a tweet sent out about our panic meter as far as the Derek White shot is concerned. And, listen, Derek White is shooting about 40% over the last five, six games. Understand it's a pretty small sample size, but the jumpers looking a lot cleaner, and, you know, although I was a little higher on the panic meter, right, about a four, you know, if you guys remember when we got the Derek White trade, I was confident that, you know, he was going to be able to, you know, positively regress, and that obviously didn't bear itself out in, you know, the first 15, 16 games that he played, but the last five about, he shot really well, looking more confident, Um, and I just wanted to say that, that I do think that, Derek White, don't have to freak out about his jumper, not just because of these last five games, but more of who he is as a player. We've said this multiple times. I don't need to rehash it. He's always making the right decision. He's not just chucking threes. But back to the Wizards game. So he was three of three from three. Grant was four of five. Pritchard was four of seven. And Neesmith was three of four. I mean, you can't ask for a better shooting day off the bench uh, for, if you're the Spokes.
0: Yeah, there's a reason why this team obliterated the Wizards, blew them out the building. This wasn't the same team that lost to the Wizards in back-to-back meetings back early in the season. I think it was the second week of the season, to be honest. Um, Boston, you know, I I thought in the first half, you know, getting 70 points was great, right? Offense flowing. The thing that I wasn't happy about was a 59 for the Wizards. Even though that we were putting up a lot of points, uh, you know, Tatum also had 15, 6, and 5 at half. Um, Jalen Brown had 19 at half, so I was, I was really happy with the offense, but the defense is what, what I wasn't really happy about in the first half. But they fixed a lot of those things. That third quarter was really good for them, and they built on that, and from there they just kind of never looked back. And, yeah, like you said, Peyton Pritchard and Derek White and Grant Williams all combined for 17 of 19 for 47 points off the bench. That's also 11 of 12 on three pointers, which yeah. is absolutely <laughs> oh, absurd. Oh,
1: that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard right there. But the thing is, and, is, I mean. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I just wanted to touch a little bit more on Grant Williams, too, just to kind of put things into perspective. What do you think Grant Williams was averaging last year? Points, rebounds, and assists?
1: Uh, I'm going to go 5.8, 3.2, 1.5.
0: Okay. So he averaged 4.7, 2.8 and 1 assist a game last Somehow
1: year. worse than what I just guessed. That's wild.
0: Yeah, and he was also 43% from the field, 37 it's from not deep bad, actually. and 37. 50 58% from the free throw line. 58. Jeez. He is shooting 89% from the free throw line. 41 from deep. 48 from the field, and he's averaging eight points, 3.5 rebounds, and one assist.
1: What a jump by Grant Williams. Yeah. So, honestly, if you go back and look at my tweets about Grant Williams, you can see that A, I never jumped, I never give up on the guy. Okay. I kept believing in him, even though he was terrible. And I kind of expected this leap to happen last year, right? I expected him to take a leap as a player last year. Could not have been more wrong. I was just let's just say I was a hipster with this one, Pat. I was a year too early. I was I was on this Grant improving train before it was cool. But no, seriously, shout out to Grant, man. I mean, you can say a lot of things about what makes the Celtics good. Obviously, you know the best players are why the Celtics are such a good team. But do not discount Grant's improvement. How big of an impact that has had on on the success of this team because him developing into a a legitimate knockdown shooter, b a I'll say serviceable defender. He's a good defender, serviceable, you know. And in certain matchups, he can really show that he's a, a really really de- dang good defender. Um, and you know just being overall a guy you can roll out, you know, with the starting lineup that's not hurting you anywhere on the court has really given this team a boost off the bench. I, I don't think his, uh, his impact should not be understated.
0: No. Yeah. I, I think that it's been clear that I've been a really big Grant Williams guy. I love the, what he's bringing, especially this year. And I think as well as that, I've talked about how important it is for him to continue the success as the postseason comes He's gonna be a big X factor for this team. Like you're gonna those those percentages. We can't see a dip. We can't see him regress back to himself last year during the playoffs. That cannot happen. If that does happen, then the Celtics are gonna be in big trouble because they need his uh, ability to stretch the floor and help them with scoring as well as as really rebound and make those impactful plays. They don't have a third star, so it, it takes a collective group effort. And he's one of those big pieces that need to be a part of that group effort. So really important that Grant Williams continues to be as consistent as he has been this year and continue to improve. And, and I can't wait to see what he's able to do in the playoffs.
1: Yes. And word to Grant after that Wizards game, he said, you know, it was fan appreciation night. So he says, uh, they asked what do you have to say to the fans? And he says, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We need y'all. And I'll see y'all back here for the playoffs because the sixth man is the huge advantage. And he's right. I mean, listen, I'm in the building for a lot of these games, and and the place is just absolutely rocking. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a Tuesday night against the Timberwolves. It doesn't matter if it's Sunday primetime on TV against the Lakers. That place is cheering like it's game seven of the NBA finals. Like, you got to give the Boston fans credit. They really are passionate about their team. I know maybe they don't. I know people can maybe have some – fickle opinions they listen to W E I, blah 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 this and that but at the end of the day what you cannot question about boston fans is their passion and i think that's where the uh where you know a lot of you know the expectations and things come from the Celtics fans boston fans have very high expectations for their teams and i think that just really boils down to how passionate they are so shout out the fans man that place is rocking
0: yeah shout out Shout out to the fans this year holding down the Celtics. You know, it it started out rough. You let them hear it. You know, they deserve the boos. They knew they deserved the boos. But if you're going to boom when they're down, you also got to cheer them when they're playing well. And and Celtics fans know how to do that. You know, you're bringing back that winning culture. Um, The team has a lot of good vibes and good energy surrounding them as we're building towards this postseason. I know Lucas and I are getting pretty excited for that. Celtics can land anywhere between the one and five seed left. You know, if they lose out and things, you know, pan out, they could end up in the fifth seed. You know, if they win out, they could possibly end up in the first seed. So this this whole last three games is going to really play out how who we're going to be getting in the first round. And honestly, uh, I think as long as we get one of these wins, last three games, there's a fifty win season. I think a fifty win season is pretty impressive. I'm, I'm just happy with that, and I'm hoping that. I'm hoping ideally we either fall to the four or we go to the first or second. I just want to avoid Milwaukee Any any way to avoid Milwaukee in the second round right now would be ideal. And if we fall, I feel like they're going to finish either second or third. So if we finish the other second or third, we're going to be in some trouble. So um just kind of hoping that we, we avoid Milwaukee in the second round as we finish out here.
1: Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with you, Pat. Um, Avoid Milwaukee, but listen, at some point we're going to have to play him, but I'm totally with you. If that can be in the conference finals, please let that be in the conference finals. I just have a couple funny questions here about the Wizards game, Pat. Um, Okay. If you had to guess, um, what do you think um, Jalen Brown's net rating in this game was? So the difference between the offensive rating and the difference, defensive rating in this game, what do you think his net rating was?
0: his overall net rating like i'm I'm not even sure to be honest what even like numbers
1: to even guess for this so basically that is just um so the offensive rating is like the points scored per 100 possessions when he's on the court and defensive rating is points given up per 100 possessions so they're pretty similar to like per game numbers but it's just a flat line so basically the Celtics were 64.6 points better when Jalen Brown was on the court in this game
0: jesus holy with, man with the
1: offensive rating of 145.6 and a defensive rating of 81. so i think i'll just transition that into jalen i mean like i said he started out the game with a few turnovers but he turned this into a masterful performance he did he played 28 minutes he had 36 points i believe 12 of 17 shooting four or five from three, four or four from the line adds five rebounds adds five assists i mean you got to give Jalen his props. He has just been an absolute monster, and I do think Pat, we should touch on the uh, the vaccine thing, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I mean we could talk about it. Um, it's not I think we should talk about. But, I'd yeah. say I say we talk about it, and then we ain't gonna bring it up anymore, uh, just because like I've I've been on Twitter about it too much, and it's just it's kind of annoying. Just. Long story short is is Jalen Brown's a part of the Players Association, Vice, right? Vice President. Players Association. Yes. Yeah, Vice President. So he has, um, he has a role to play. And one of the big things that players always fight for is medical privacy. And you're not going to have a guy like that on your team and just be open about your medical things for other people. So I don't blame Jalen Brown not being open about his own medical history because that's something that he fights for, the rights of every player in the league. So you can't just go asking Jalen Brown like, "Hey, you know, are you vaccinated or not?" Like it's uh, it's up to him. If he wants to give out that information, he can give out that information. Um, from the comments that him and Al Horford have stated, I'm I'm taking it as that they're they're saying that they're going to be available to play regardless of the situation. So they're saying, in my eyes, they're saying they're vaccinated without saying they're vaccinated and keeping that privacy to themselves. I don't need to hear it for, for verbatim. I'm I'm cool with you know just. Hearing what they said, I'm I'm tired of the reporters, to be honest, asking them at this point, like whether they are or they're not, is their choice. You know, they have that right, and they have the right to also to disclose that information. So I'll leave it at that. you are not going to get get them to say anything other than that. Brad Stevens has already made an announcement on the radio shows about it. Email's been clear about it. It's a privacy thing. You know, you will find out when the playoffs come, whether us knowing it now or not does not change whether their availability is going to be there. So it's true. So it doesn't matter. uh,
1: My thing here is I do think that Jalen as VP of the Players association, he is upholding a role, right? Right. I don't think it has a ton to do with actual, you know, the vaccination status itself. I think that I truly believe Jalen in, he wants to uphold the values of the players association. Um, and I'm just going to read the entire quote right here. Just one time we'll get out of the way. This is from our guy, Jay King. I know he didn't ask the question, but he's tweeting it out. Asked about his vaccination status. Jalen Brown pointed out he missed the playoffs last year. Said he's, quote, ready to play against anybody, quote, in the playoffs, implying he'd be able to play in Toronto. Now, I kind of wish Jalen, me personally, this is me speaking now, I wish he would maybe give a straight answer. But like I said, I understand he has a role to play. And here's the quote on the on the Players Association. As a vice president of the Players Association, it's part of my job, job description, to protect our players' rights and their medical privacy. So you won't hear me comment on my status or anyone else's. So listen, Sixer fans, and specifically Raptor fans, you know you can hope, you can pray that he's not vaccinated, so you don't have to face him in the playoffs. But a, it's sounding like he's vaccinated. B, I don't think we need Jalen Brown to beat the Raptors in a playoff series. And C we all know it's just cause you don't want to face Jalen cause he kills y'all every time. So, uh, you know, I know that might sound harsh, but, uh, you know, I just think fans posturing about that, you know, stirring the pot. I mean, it's what fans do, but I just think it's disingenuous and kind of gross.
0: Yeah. And it's like the Celtics are having home court advantage anyways, uh, in the first round. So it's not like, you know, something like that's going to be the total end all be all for this team. I, I'm not really worried about the first round, uh, as much as, I am probably the second round. The first round is, unless we get Brooklyn, which it doesn't look like. It looks like if we win, if we went out, we, we should be able to avoid Brooklyn because it looks like Brooklyn's going to end up being that uh, eighth seed. And that means, hey, Miami, Brooklyn, that will be a fun first-round series to watch and not be a part of. Um, kind of happy we lost <laughs> in Miami at this point because of that. Uh, a little scared because it's looking like Brooklyn is – I mean, they're they're gonna end up the a seed because they're they're yeah. I think they're tenth right now.
1: Yeah. We have to see if they're gonna make the playoffs. Now I've always been on the train that they're gonna win the play-in, so I don't think that changes now that they're in the bottom half of the play-in. But like you said, man, it's looking like I mean they are gonna be in that eighth spot. Well,
0: the, that's the that's well that's the part. tenth seed right, the tenth seed and the ninth seed have to play, like like if you you have to be a top eight seed I believe it is to get the seventh seed. Like yeah, you, yeah, so the ninth seed can't place. get the seventh,
1: exactly. the tenth
0: seed cannot get the seventh. Yes. So. Brooklyn's not looking too hot to get that that number one spot uh or the seventh spot which means if we finish in second man we don't have to worry about
1: it you know, you know what <laughs> a, sneaky te- a sneaky team we could play as Pat is the Hawks man
0: oh yeah with Trey Young we going could down talk and all about that
1: the Hawks soon we could talk about the Hawks soon I think maybe next show even we do we can maybe preview the Hawks because that's a very real possibility listen I would love I mean I'm not saying I want them as opposed to some other teams but I would love I just think that'd be a fun series um
0: yeah, this so, Chicago okay. game tomorrow is going to kind of really push us in a in a stronger direction. We'll have a better oh, idea of maybe we who we play. Tomorrow, oh, I do too. And we'll, I think we'll get a better idea of on who we're we'll going to be playing as well. Yeah, um, but that Milwaukee game too is also going to be – that's like the deciding factor right there for us. If we beat Milwaukee, we're probably finishing second seed. If we lose to Milwaukee, we're probably finishing third or fourth.
1: I also think it will be a good litmus test too. I mean, who knows if the Bucks will be fully healthy? Who knows if we'll be healthy? I know that Jalen, Jason, and Al are all on the injury report, as probable, albeit for this upcoming game against Chicago. So who knows if uh, both teams will be healthy, but that'll be a good litmus test because, like, I mean, the listeners are no stranger to how many times we've said we don't want Milwaukee early in the playoffs. So this would be a big game, um, especially without Rob. We don't want them. Okay, at least I don't want them, especially without Rob. But uh, I don't want them in general. They're the defending champs. They have the reigning Finals MVP, multiple time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. You know, I think it's it's pretty obvious that that's one of the teams you don't want to play in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and just to finish this off here today, we um we got Chicago Bulls now tomorrow. Just a big big matchup there. Hopefully, Celtics uh, so are able to handle business. They're going to be without Lonzo Ball. We have a few people on our injury report right now. Um, kind of a probable game-time decision. It looks like a, I think majority of the players will be in playing. And, you know, you know, hopefully Lonzo Ball is able to recover. He got ramped up and got shut down for the rest of the regular season. Unfortunately, today, tough, tough blow to a Chicago Bulls team that is on its way to trying to make a, a big playoff push here. And then as well as Zach will out for them um, today in their matchup. We'll see if he's going to be available to play against the Boston Celtics. Celtics got last three games around the road, man. Let's see what they're really made of and see what type of uh, playoff positioning we're going to be putting ourselves into. Ideally, we would love to get that second seed because that puts us in home court advantage the first two rounds, guaranteed. And, hey, man, if, if the Nets line up with Miami, anything can happen. You know, Nets knock out Miami, then that's home court advantage all the way to the championship if we can get there so that's some really big implications over these last three games
1: yep uh last 18 games the Bulls have been winning one out of every three games they are 6 and 12 over their last 18 uh echo what you said man hopefully Lonzo can get right but Woj reporting he's probably going to get shut down for the rest of the season that really really stinks man Lonzo's a fun guy to watch um you know A lot of effort, good defense, good passing, just the type of player I really like, so shout out to Lonzo, you know, quick recovery for him, Um, but, you know, I really want to make up for that loss, that collapse we had against the Bulls, right, Uh, I really want to, you know, hit the Bulls in the mouth, show them, you know, if we play in the playoff series, we got to lay down the law, you know, this is who we're going to be, and, you know, We're just going to physically outmatch you on the defensive end because that's something the Bulls cannot do, defend you. If you listen to the show, you'll hear us talk about the Bulls. Don't want to get too deep into that now. And also, Pat, added bonus, they're on the second night of a back-to-back, and who do they have tonight? But none other than the Milwaukee Bucks. So tomorrow night, definitely I'm hopeful for, for a win, for a pretty comfortable win.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty hopeful for a comfortable win as well as winning the summer by making sure I have my Manscaped products on deck. I got to make sure I'm looking good for my summertime fits. You know, got to be out there cooking up in the barbecue, eating some nice food out and functioning with some friends and family. Make sure that you guys head over to manscaped.com and make sure you guys use hoop ball 20 to get that 20% off manscape products. Got yourself looking good. Clean cut for the summertime. The vibes are right. The vibes are right with the Celtics. Make sure you're right as well for the summertime.
1: Yes, sir. Echo everything you said, man. Gotta keep yourself clean, clean shaving, everything. gotta have your good beard. Like, like Pat said, barbecue season. There's going to be a lot of weddings. You're at the beach. Got to keep your whole body cleaned up, uh, looking nice and uh, nice and organized and everything. Don't want to look like a scrub, especially not during the summertime because, you know, summertime is when we have all the fun. So, you know, you got to look your best, all right?
0: Absolutely. And then make sure you guys head over onto Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys go rate the show, five stars. Leave. A comment, review, you know, make sure you guys give us some feedback. We appreciate that. Also, head over to Twitter. Make sure you guys go follow us. We drop the shows when they drop on uh, on Spotify and everything. Go ahead and give us a listen. All it takes is a quick few seconds to head over there, listen to it while you're in the shower, listen to it while you're getting ready for work, listen while you're driving to work. You know, we appreciate all that. Make sure you guys spread the news to your family and your friends. You can also follow the show at Twitter at Ethos Celtics. You can follow me at Ball Opinions, Lucas at Luca underscore Gainer. And to get all your Celtics needs, just make sure you guys spread the love, man. We do appreciate everybody who comes into Spotify Green Room, also as well, you know, support us on our live shows, and just overall, man, we appreciate everybody.
1: Yep, shout out to everybody who downloads and listens man means a lot to us I say this every show but I'm going to say it again because I mean it shout out to everyone who listens downloads, tunes into the live show Um, like Pat said follow us on Twitter, follow the show's account on Twitter Um, and yeah go Celtics man that's pretty much all I got Pat
0: yes sir let's have a good rest of our day man let's get ready for this Chicago and these last three games everybody thank you for tuning in we'll see you next time